Well, one thing that hasn't happened this year is a thing called Christmas Journey, which is something that was organised between uh, the Insight team, that's the workers that uh, speak into the uh, children in, in schools, uh, some helpers from Emmanuel and some helpers from Tolworth, uh, from uh, Christchurch. And basically how it worked, that they, they set up within the Emmanuel Church these sort of little settings, cameo settings, and uh, firstly, there was a cameo of creation. And in each of these cameos, there was somebody speaking to the children. The children would be sort of seven, eight years old, and they would come and go through these different groupings. Um, they set up gazebos, and they used a couple of, uh, of private rooms within, uh, within Emmanuel. So the children went literally from one scene to the other, and it told the whole Christmas story. So they had creation, then they had the angel appearing to Mary, then they had the angel visiting the shepherds, then they had the manger, then they, had, they met one of the wise men, and the last scene, they went through into the, the other lounge at Emmanuel, and they heard what the relevance of the birth of Jesus 2,000 years ago was to life in Surbiton and Tolworth in 2000, then it was 2019. Well, last year, Jill and I, for the first time, got roped in. I became a shepherd, all decked out in my gear, and Jill became a master puppeteer. She had uh, a donkey on one hand and the innkeeper's daughter on the other in the nativity scene. And so these children, in groups of about 15 to 20, all came through time after time after time. I suppose during the course of the week, it must have been about 20 different groupings. And it actually went quite well. I think we got a little bit more... Uh, happy with our scripts as the morning and afternoons went on. And the children really quite enjoyed the, the scenes. Um, a couple of funny things happened. Part of Jill's script was that she had to get the donkey to pass wind. Um, and that went quite well, although the sound did vary from performance to performance. And my, my problem with the sheep was that one of the sheep, unfortunately, when we were setting up, um, its leg fell off. It wasn't, it wasn't a real sheep, it was just a model sheep. And so we just had to be careful that the children didn't uh, um, get too near the sheep, otherwise it just fell over. So, um, and it was quite interesting. So my script, I, I sort of extemporised and got a bit freer as the, as the mornings went on. So I stuck rigidly to the, to the uh, script first off, but... I, I began to add a little bit more as I got into grips with how the shepherds probably felt. Because these are quite ordinary guys, they didn't earn much money. And I thought, what an awful job. You know, there they are, night after night, looking after sheep, not well paid. And they probably argue with one another. Anyway, so I went through all this, and then I said that, that, that my script, my punchline I had to keep through was nothing exciting ever happened in Bethlehem. And at that moment, the angel who minutes before had been appearing to Mary in her kitchen, suddenly came through the back curtains, giving out the message that we've just heard read. I bring you tidings of great joy. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born. And then the shepherds all sort of cowered back. And then we encouraged the children to go on to the next scene, which was the nativity scene. So I suppose I did this over, over the week, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 times. It just made me really think a bit more about the shepherds because they were poor, ordinary guys and yet God chose these guys, in perhaps in some ways the lowest of the low roles, to reveal the birth of Jesus. God chose these men to reveal 
this precious son of God to be the saviour of the world. But the thing that struck me was that the glory of the Lord was there on that hill. The angel of the Lord appeared and the angel says, I've got news of great joy. So I got thinking about great joy. What makes you joyful? What makes you joyful? Weddings, anniversaries, holidays, births, when my football team win. Lots of different things makes us joyful. But heaven rejoiced when they could announce Christ had been born. And I thought of two other occasions when Jesus, that precious Jesus, later on when he began his teaching ministry, thought of two other occasions when heaven rejoiced. First one's a story about a man. Man had a hundred sheep. And every night he would make sure the sheep went into the fold. One, two, three, couldn't sleep. 80, 98, 99, there's one missing. There's one missing. One of my precious sheep are missing. He goes out, searches, and eventually he finds the lost sheep. But he says to his neighbours, rejoice, my lost sheep is found. Rejoice with me. Then another story of a lady Lady, meticulous in her house, nice and clean and tidy. She has a collection of ten coins. So tidies up, sweeps the floor, turns the lights on, makes sure everything's all right in the house. Just check that all the money's there. One, two, three, four, seven, eight, nine. There's a coin missing. Where's, where's that tenth coin? So again, sweeps through the place, under the mats, behind the curtains. She finds the coin. Same message, same message. Oh, let's tell the neighbours. They've been trying to find it for her as well. And say, rejoice with me. So why did Jesus tell those two stories about that lost sheep and about that lost coin? Well, the reason he gives, because he says, in the same way, there will be rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents, over one person who changes direction towards me. So what made the shepherds rejoice? The finding of that hundred sheep. What makes that widow rejoice? The finding of that tenth coin. So what makes heaven rejoice? Two things make heaven rejoice. Christ the Saviour is born. I bring tidings of great joy. Heaven rejoiced over that. And heaven rejoices when someone changes direction. Someone who was lost changes direction towards Christ. So this dear, precious Jesus is saying... So that about that sheep, that sheep is precious to the shepherd. He's saying that coin is precious to the widow. And he's saying to us, you're precious to me.
the Christ of the manger, the Christ of the cross, the Christ of the empty tomb, will rejoice with all heaven as we turn to him afresh this Christmas. It may be you've never turned to Christ. Turn to him, that precious Jesus who died and gave his life for you. Or perhaps you turned to Christ years and years ago, but you realize you're not where you were. You're not that close to him. And perhaps the need, again, to get heaven rejoicing this year as we all turn closer to the Lord Jesus. Isn't that exciting that heaven rejoices as we turn closer to him? So may this Christmas, you and I, just feel God moving us to move closer and closer to him. Amen. So I thought we'd be good to sing now a real song of adoration. Come, let us adore him. This precious Jesus, heaven rejoices as he came and as he comes afresh into our lives today. Come, let us adore him.